0: Hey everybody, welcome to DriveThruReview472. Uh, today we're going to talk about Medieval Academy. This is a drafting game from Yellow Games. Uh, the theme of the game is each of the players is a... Medieval student, and they're sort of going through the different stages to become a knight, going through jousting, studying the books, uh, trying to uh, kind of get the favor of the princess and the king, and so on. And players are going to be drafting cards. And sort of the trick or the hook with this game is you're going to be able to sort of configure your metagame or configure the goals of the cards. So the deck of cards that you draft is the same every single game, but what those cards actually mean, what they reference and how you score with them is gonna change based on how you kinda set up these uh, modular board pieces in the center of the table. So let's take a look at how it works, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Now here is everything that you get in the game of Medieval Academy. The first thing you'll probably notice here are these boards. And these boards are actually uh, double-sided. Now right now I have everything laid out on the uh, basic side. And so there are going to be cards that players are going to be drafting that match different boards. So if we take a look here, this board that we we're just looking at here, you can see it's got this little symbol with this little bag there. And this card here will allow players to advance on this track on the board. So each player has discs in their color that they'll be putting on these different boards. And then through the course of play, after you draft the cards, you're going to move your disc up a certain amount. So here we have this card here. This will let you move up three on the king track, which is up there. And the colors also match. You can see it's kind of a dark blue there. So what players are going to do is you're going to deal out five cards every round to each player and then you're going to draft them and you can see the direction of the draft here uh, is left right left right left right and so in the first round everybody's going to take a card pass the cards to the left you get the cards from the right and so on you're going to pass all the way around so everybody has five cards and then you're going to go around and play one card at a time starting with the start player who gets this cool sword And so the start player will maybe play a card, and they play this one here. They're going to move their disc up three spots on this track. And then the next player will play a card, and they will move up three spots on either of these two night tracks. You can actually move up either of these here. And so on. You're just going to keep playing cards. So maybe four spaces up on uh, this track up here. And so everybody's going to play only four of their cards. The fifth one will just get discarded. And then we're going to go through and score uh, the different Tiles here, depending on what round it is. And the first tile that we're going to score all the time is this gallantry or the princess tile. Uh, so we're going to take a look at where players are. So maybe blue is here and red is there, and maybe greens on top of red, and then maybe yellows up here. And now we can tell that we're going to score this based on this large scroll here. So you can see it says one, two, three, four, five, six. So that means we're going to score that every single round. Whereas this big dragon tile, for example. You're only going to score that at the end of the last round in round six. Now, the other thing to note is you can see the big scroll there. Now, the little scroll up here shows round three. So everybody's going to reset their tokens at the end of round three. So round one, they'll move up a little bit, maybe a little bit more. Round two, round three, and then all the way back down. Now, you can see you can also go all the way around possibly. So once you do that, you'll just king your piece there and add another little token to show that you've made a lap. Uh, but the way that you score the princess tile here, and you always score this one first every round, is if we take a look here, we can zoom in whoop, just a little bit there, and you can see that, sorry for that, uh, the first place player, in this case yellow, will get to choose another board, and they're going to be able to move up their token in that many spaces, so three. So one, two, three spaces. So you can make a little kind of last minute leap there. And then the second place player can move up two. Now, in this case, green is on top of red. Now, whoever's on top or who moved there last is going to break the tie unless you have now uh, the sword. Now, whoever has a sword is the first player. They're kind of at a disadvantage because they have to go first. So, once per round when you're scoring all these tiles, you can break the tie when you're in a stack and say, actually, I'm on top for, you know, this particular scoring so in this case though green let's say he'll get to move two spaces up on another track and then red since he's third underneath there will get to move up one space on a track so you don't actually get any points for the princess now next uh, the two knights here the white knight and the black knight they are going to score you can see every single round and whoever is furthest up is going to get three victory points second place will get two and then if you have more than uh, four or more players you're going to get one point for third place. And same with this knight here. And you can see, if we take a look over here, there are different colored tokens. And depending on which kind of variant you're playing with, it's actually very important that you take the exact uh, number tokens. So if you get two points, you're going to take the two and not two ones and so on. Now, like I said, these are double-sided. And I'm going to go ahead and just flip these over as an example uh, for uh, what's on the other side. And this is my favorite. <laughs> Advanced side so if you look at that this is actually a little bit more interesting this way So this actually kind of forms one big tile so to speak and when you play with this advanced side There's a couple things we're going to do we're going to take one of these little trophy markers It's going to start there And then you're going to notice here that these don't score every round they only score two four and six And they're going to reset on two four and six so what happens when you play a card that matches these. Now let's say I had played this three here. So I'm gonna move my disc up three, let's say one, two, two, three. And then since I chose to play on the black knight side, I will go one, two, three, and this will swing over here. And then maybe yellow's like, okay, I'm with you. I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna move up five. So they're gonna go one, two, three, four, five. And then this now is gonna move over one, two, three, four, five, which is gonna move it all the way to the end. But maybe the green player says, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go for the white knight. We're gonna go three. So they're gonna move their disc up here. One, two, three. And this is actually gonna move back. One, two, three. So once this goes back and forth again over the course of two rounds, wherever this cup ends up, that particular knight is going to win. And you can see how you score. So the winning knight, whoever's furthest up on that, is gonna get eight points. Second place, five. And then third place, possibly two. Now the losing knight's still gonna get some points. You get five, three, one. But that can be kind of an interesting thing where you kind of play a little bit of a Machiavellian role too, where you kind of swing it back and forth to try to get maybe the eight and the five. So you're kind of, you know, playing both sides of the fence there. Uh, That's a really interesting um, mechanic. That's definitely my favorite kind of interaction out of all the boards in the game. Now here we have the king. And here you can see this is only going to score rounds three and six and then reset on round three. And this one doesn't matter the positioning relative to the other players. It just matters that you get up to this spot or this spot down here with the 12. So if at the end of round three, you made it all the way to this end here, you're gonna get one of the 12 point tiles. Whereas if you're at six or somewhere in between, you'll just get the six point tile. Now here we've got the our friend in the library uh, you can see this one's actually going to score every round it'll reset around three this one you're trying not to get negative so you can see whoever's furthest back will get negative three and then whoever's second furthest back will get negative one but anybody that's stuck here uh, in this spot uh, if there's multiples they're all just going to get negative threes finally we have these last two tiles and these only score at the end of the game uh, first we've got the treasurer guy here Whoever is in last on this gets a minus 10, which is, it's huge. Uh, and then second to last will get uh, minus 5. And then the dragon here, if you go all the way around here, and whoever's highest up on the dragon is going to get 17 points, second place 10, and so on. Now, like I said, all these have double-sided. And here, we can take a look at these two. Now, some of these, i got to be honest, you know, a little bit upfront here during the walkthrough, they're less interesting to me. I actually kind of expected all the advanced sizes to be the most interesting. They're kind of not in a lot of cases. This one is a particular example of one I just don't really care for. Now, if you take a look here, whoever is first on this track... Is going to end up giving one of their negative tokens that they got from the library and giving that to whoever was last and they're going to take two positive tokens of value three or less they can't take their big eight or five or something so i'm going to swap a negative and then you know and then get possibly two positive if you're playing with more than four players then second to last we'll just do a one for one For some reason, this is just less interesting to me than having this big dreaded native 10 hanging over everybody's head. Now, we'll take a look over here at the dragon. They're a little bit different as well. If we take a look at this, you're actually going to get a certain amount of points here for the number of positive uh, scoring tiles that you have. So remember the king tiles, you have these dark blue ones, and then the knight tiles, you have these light ones here so whoever is furthest up here is going to get one point for each of their positive tiles whereas second place will get one point for every two positive tiles and then finally the last place player uh, loses a point for every set of positive tiles again you, you would kind of expect this to be more interesting uh, than the big 17 points, but for some reason, it's just the dynamics of it. I l- prefer playing with the kind of basic side in that case, but that's the kind of gist of the game. You know, you're just drafting and playing cards. You play six rounds. You're moving these up or down. Uh, let me jump in into and tell you a little bit about my impressions of the game, uh, and then we'll just go from there. Okay, so that is a Medieval Academy. What do I think of it? Well, I enjoy this game, and now I think it's taken some plays to figure out The configuration that i like and i don't necessarily think that's going to be the same for everybody i know within uh, my group that i played it with we don't definitely don't agree on the best kind of configuration to set it up i didn't show you all of the different configurations because i think Folks are just going to have to explore that for themselves. And I'm definitely not opposed to, for example, playing with some of the ones I mentioned in the walkthrough that I don't really care for. Because just be, you know, maybe it didn't click with me quite yet. But I do enjoy the game uh, overall for sure. Now, the interesting part to me about the game is a couple of things. One is how certain boards don't score yet, but they're gonna score later. Maybe the board only scores twice during the whole game versus this other board that scores every round. And so there's an interesting kind of thought process that goes into the drafting. Now, so you might try to say, okay, I'm gonna try to score and really abuse that night space and get points every single round. And that seems to be pretty effective. But you can't forget also about maybe you know not coming in first necessarily on the knights, but then also you know feeding some cards over there to the dragon to get that big 17 or maybe 10 points at the end of the game, that's going to be able to make up the difference there. And I like also the process of the order that you play the cards. So you don't want to leap out ahead of the, you know your most important space because if somebody comes and lands on top of you, which is going to happen you know frequently in the game then you're going to be a place underneath them and that could be the difference between you losing a whole bunch of points or getting some points or getting nothing or you know or avoiding getting the negative points so the timing of the card play is well it's not super strategic but you have to put some thought into the order that you play there's kind of a light kind of element there uh, of, of sort of bluffing and kind of misdirection a little bit. Um, and now the princess card there, the gallantry card, that's also kind of a cool way to sort of, you know, jump in at the last minute. Everybody seems to always play their princess cards last because, you know, you you get in last, but then you also get that extra movement just on top of everybody just to leap ahead of somebody one space. And you don't play all your cards either. So you have a little bit of room actually to make a decision sometimes on a hand where you can say, gosh, you know, I don't know where I'm going to play them. Well, I've got these two options here, and I'm kind of going towards the end of the turn order, so I can kind of wait and see and really hold this back if I even actually need this card. You know, because based on the draft, you're like, I didn't see a lot of these go by, but, you know, maybe you're playing with a larger table count, so, you know, maybe they all were just gobbling them up over at the other side of the table. Uh, So, unlike most kind of lighter drafting games these days, there is also like a card play and timing element, which I like. And that's one of the things like with Fairy Tale, which was kind of the original drafting game if you throw out magic, um, that I liked about that. You had the draft then you also had the timing. So it wasn't just like, I don't know, there's always something that kind of bothered me a little bit about Seven Wonders. I mean, I enjoy that game and I like Seven Wonders Duel too, but it's just the choosing of the card. So it's just like, okay, I look at what he has, look at what he has. This will give me 5 points this will give him 3 do I what you know do I just it's just all like this little kind of additive kind of activity or like okay this card and then that's it whereas like in fairy tale especially you drop the cards and you're like okay so I I know this card went by and then you know he had this and so and you still have that kind of in seven wonders, but then it's like, okay, I have this hand of five cards. If I play this now, he's gonna to try to trap me. Or in this case of this game, I'm gonna play this now. I know he's I know I fed him a bunch of these, so I'm just gonna let him have those. He's gonna go up that. You know, there's a whole timing aspect that just in addition to just choosing a card. So I like that element of that, and that's something that you just don't see a ton of in a lot of these drafting games that come out. So that's the game. And I definitely uh, hope people check it out and give a look for it. The other cool bonus for it is, you know, obviously the configurability of the board. You can get a setup that you really, really like and then change it up. And that is going to really change the value of the cards and how you look at them. Because, you know, you're not going to score as many points with the dragon uh, at all when it's on the advanced side. So that is a different consideration for it. Whereas if it's on the 17104, that can be a quite tempting, you know, prize to go after so I like that that it changes up um, and it's really gonna ch- you know inform your decision as you're choosing the cards. Okie doke. Thanks.